They would rather have the man not be healed than for Jesus to break the rules. Sometimes we're so intent on going to church on Sunday, we're not willing to help the people who come to church on Sunday. My title of this message is not let us have church, but let us have a church. Not just have church, have churches for us to get up and praise and worship and rejoice. But there's a big difference between having church and being the church. This is Jerry G. Martin. Welcome to the Light of the World broadcast. Jesus went to the synagogue for service and he met a man with the withered hand. While he was concerned about the man, the Pharisees were concerned about whether Jesus was going to break the law. Church should always be about reaching people and ministering to their need. Come and go with us today as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. So the hand that he used most, the one that he depended on most likely, is unavailable to him. And if you don't think that was an issue, I dare you not to use your right hand anymore until this sermon's over. Come on, somebody lift your hands. Come on, raise your hands to the Lord. See, you raise his right hand right there. I told you, don't don't use your right hand. When you reach for your note or your Bible and you turn your page, use your left hand. All through this sermon, consciously, I'm not going to use my right hand. This man couldn't use his right hand while he was sitting up in church. But no matter what you're going through, if you press your way to worship, expect a blessing to come your way. Let me say that one more time. No matter what you're going through, if you would just press your way to worship, expect a blessing to come your way. One of the strategies of the devil is to challenge you when you're going through an issue and and cause you to get as far away from where your blessing might be as he can get you to be. Don't go to church. You don't feel like it today. You got this issue. You're not feeling good. I've had people call me on a Friday to tell me they ain't feeling good and they ain't going to be at church on Sunday. I say, you're not even expecting to feel better. You're not even expecting the Lord to touch your life. You know, you're telling me today that you might not, you don't feel good, you got a headache today, and you ain't coming to church Sunday? You don't do that with your job. I've seen people come to work so sick, we had to make them go home. We never had to do that at church. They're at work, they just laying down, they got a high fever, they coughing over everybody. I say, you go go home. No, I can, I can make it, I can make it, I can make it. Then Sunday, they go, oh, I can't, I can't go to church. Well, this is where your healing could be. This is where your deliverance can be. This is where your blessing could be. Come to church expecting. But this man with the withered hand, that withered mean it was dry and decaying and not grown to the correct size because of a disease of some sort. Jesus saw this man. I talked to you last time about looking and seeing the difference. Many times we just look at people, but we don't see them. Jesus saw this man, and he saw that he did not use his infirmity as an excuse for not coming to worship. Jesus saw that this man had a need. Jesus saw an opportunity to minister to this man. He didn't look at him and say, what you doing here? Now, the Pharisees looked at the man. Jesus saw the man. How did I know the Pharisee looked at him? Look at the next passage. The Pharisee and the teachers of the law 
were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. Is he going to heal today? Let me see if there's anybody here in need of healing. Uh-huh. Let me see what he's going to do. Now, listen, we talked about the Pharisees so bad last week. But I'm telling you, you still got Pharisee that come to church on Sunday. They're looking at people and they want to know what are they doing here, why are you at and where you sitting and all of that. That's the Pharisee. They're not looking at somebody that needs something. So I'm going to ask the Pharisee to cut that out. We're here to reach people. We're here to reach people with issues. We're here to reach people who are trying to find Jesus. We're here to reach people that got all kinds of, sometimes they have a swivel hand or a swivel heart. So there's a pharisaical spirit that will come up in the church and you don't even know you got it. So here they're saying, I'm watching him to see what he's going to do. Now they're not there worshiping. They should have had their hands up praising God and listening to the word of God. They're not doing that. They're sitting there checking out everybody. Let me see what they look like. How come they sitting over there? How, what they got on? And, and we'll look at them. You know, look at them. Well, what they doing here? You know, they ain't got no business here. So I'm pharisaical too. I'm talking about me. There are times when I see some young man come in, he's got his cap on. I'm like, how come he didn't take his cap off in the church? Somebody go over there and tap him on the shoulder, tell him to take that hat off. They did that one time and he got up and walked out the service. And I said, hmm. Would I rather have him hear the word with the hat on? Or would I want to run him off because he don't have a hat on? The, the Bible don't say don't come in church with no cap on. The Bible talked about having your head covered from one thing. I'm just saying all of us got stuff that we don't want people to cross the line that we draw. But I've been talking about that for weeks. How are we going to reach people? Until we get through with our checklist. We ought to have the same checklist Jesus had. It is the sick that needs a physician, not the one that are well. They ask him, is it lawful? We want to stick with the law. We don't care about the worship. We don't care about people. We just want to follow the law. What's the law say? Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? Now I want you to notice how those who were known for studying the Word of God, studying the Scriptures, obeying every command, was not concerned about the possibility of this man being healed. They weren't concerned about that. They were concerned about every dot, every tittle, every crossing of the T of the law. I want to follow the law. I don't care about this man. They were more interested to see if Jesus would break the command that do not work on the Sabbath day. The, the Bible said do no work. If you heal somebody, that's work. They would rather have the man not be healed than for Jesus to break the rules. They'd rather not be healed. Sometimes we're so intent on going to church on Sunday, we're not willing to help the people who come to church on Sunday. So my, my, my title of this message is not let us have church, but let us have a church. Let us have a church. Not just have church, have churches for us to get up and praise and worship and rejoice and do all the stuff that we do. But there's a big difference between having church and being the church. 
being the church is opening the loving arms of Jesus Christ and welcoming people to come on in and hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He'll change your life. He'll touch your life. People are hurting and People are suffering and people got issues and they don't know, uh, they have no hope and they're fi- trying to find a place where they can have some hope. And the church ought to be the place when they walk in, they find Jesus Christ, they find hope and help. They had a question in their mind. Is he going to heal somebody on the Sabbath day? They asked him, is it lawful to heal? And then Jesus said to them, If any one of you have a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? That's what Jesus said. If your sheep fall in the pit, you're going to leave it there to the next day or you're going to get it out? Uh, We're going to get it out. Well, that's work. This man is in a pit. See, they had a a question in their mind, but Jesus had a question in his mouth. Would you get your sheep out of the pit on the Sabbath? How much more valuable? Listen, people are important to Jesus, and people ought to be important to us. People are important to Jesus. I have to work harder than anybody not to be critical of people. I'm just telling you, I have to work hard not to be critical of people. I have a way I like for people to be and act and respond. That's the way I like them to be. And so I have to be very careful. I have to be intentional not to be critical, for real, because I can talk about you. I have to ask the Lord to help me with that. And you need to ask the Lord to help you with that. People are important. When we see people as Jesus see them, then we'll often see their need and an opportunity for us to minister to them. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? But they remained silent. He asked them, okay, is it, is it lawful to do good or evil? Is it lawful to save a life or destroy it? They didn't have nothing to say. So the answer was obvious. As long as you're doing good and saving lives, God is good with it. As long as you're doing good. You remember that was a, Jesus had his disciples with him one time, and they came and said, hey, uh, Jesus, there's some other guys over there. They're preaching, and they're laying hands on people, and they're ministering to people, but they're not with us. They didn't come with us. They weren't with us when you taught us in the middle of the night, when you anointed us, when you told us to go out. And uh, I don't know why they're doing that. We ought to go stop them for they, they ain't with us. And Jesus saying, if they're doing the work that I ask them to do, I'm good with it. They don't have to be like us. They don't have to be with us. If they're doing the work that we're asking them to do, as long as we're doing good, as long as we're reaching people, our methods may change. We may be unorthodox in the way we do it. But he says, as long as you just bringing them into the kingdom, I don't care. And many of us, the reason we don't reach people, we're expecting a supernatural anointing to reach people. But you don't need a supernatural anointing. You just need to be nice and loving and kind. Be nice and loving and kind. That's an anointing that you need. 
Listen, in fact, if you are out of church on Sunday, reaching people for Jesus Christ, I'm good with that. If you call me and say, Pastor, I'm going down here. I'm just feeling my heart. I need to go down here and minister to a group of people I'll see, and I'm I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to say, no, come on to church. No, get on out of here. I'm good with that. I'm good with you not showing up on Sunday if you're you're ministering and reaching people. Now, if you're sitting at home waiting on the Dallas Cowboys to come on, uh, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. But if you're out reaching people, if you're out doing the ministry work, if you stopped on your way in to be a blessing to somebody because the Lord prompted your heart, go over there and be a blessing. Go on and do that. Unless y'all just want to have church. I'm not talking about having church. I'm talking about being the church that God calls us to be. Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand. Now, here's Jesus. I like Jesus. Jesus wasn't scared of nobody. He said, y'all come and mess with me. I'm finna mess with y'all. He said to the man with the shriveled hand, get up and stand up in front of everybody. Come here. Stand up in front of everybody. Jesus didn't go off in the corner and say, come on. Let me just, uh, I know they, they mad, so let's just do this on the side. Let's go, out in the, let's go out in the vestibule. No, he said, stand up in front of everybody. And so he got up and he stood there. Notice the man was not intimidated by the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. He didn't say, well, they, they might get mad at me. Now, when you got a need, you don't care about nobody else getting mad at you. When he had the opportunity or the possibility of Jesus changing his life, he responded, and the Bible said, so he got up. Many people don't receive what the Lord has in store for them because they're intimidated by other folk in the congregation. There are times the Holy Spirit will be saying, get on up and go up for prayer, but you won't go because they might think something wrong. They might think I did this. They might think this. Listen, when you need to get with Jesus, you can forget about what everybody else is thinking. You just need to press your way right on in. Says, you don't live at my house. You ain't got to deal with this shrivel hand. I got to deal with this shrivel hand when I leave here. So I don't care what you think. If there's a possibility of my getting healed, my getting blessed, my getting over my issue, I'm going on up there. I'm getting me some prayer. I don't care what you think. When it's your time to stand up, get up. And stand up in front of everybody if you have to. Stand on up. Don't worry about being embarrassed. Just stand on up and say, I'm here to get my needs met. I'm here to get my blessing. I'm here to respond to what God might want to do in my life. This man stood up anticipating what Jesus was going to do. Let's look at what happened. Then he, Jesus, looked around at them, the Pharisee, in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. And said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Now, listen, you don't see Jesus getting upset but two times in the scripture. He didn't get angry when he was hanging on the cross. He didn't get angry when they were beating him. He didn't get angry when they spit in his face. He didn't get angry when they put the crown of thorns on him and they whipped him down the road and they stuck him in the side. He didn't get angry. When did he get angry? When he saw the people and the money changers in the temple? And this says he got angry at the Pharisees again because they keep messing with him when he's trying to reach people. Look at what he said. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed. What is wrong with you people up in the church house? 
You're supposed to be righteous. You're supposed to be holy. You're supposed to be mature. You know the scriptures inside and out. You study them all day long. What's, so what's wrong with you? I just told you to go and see what that means when it says, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. He was upset. He was upset at the church folks who should be reaching out to others, helping others, loving others. But they were more interested in being sure that no one got out of order in the service. Not only was he angry, he was deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. Let's be sure that he doesn't look at us like that because we refuse to change. He said they had a stubborn heart. You refuse to change. Anybody ready to change? Say, Lord, I don't want to be, I don't want to be one of them people that refuse to change. Because we refuse to open up to others and be sensitive to their needs, we don't want to be that. We don't want to be one who's more interested in our own church enjoyment and our own church experience than inviting others to come and see what the Lord might do for them. Church folk are like that. This is all for me. This is all for me. I need to get my needs met. Mature believers change churches because they ain't getting their needs met. How many other people need have you met? I ain't getting my needs met. I'm not being ministered to. How long you been saved? 30 years. Sometimes we're more interested in getting fed and getting our needs met instead of meeting the needs of others. And, but Jesus said to this man, look at what he said. He didn't say be healed. Sometimes Jesus said be healed. Sometimes he said your faith has made you whole. And sometimes he just reached out and touched him. Look at what he said to this man about his hand. Stretch it out. There are times when we have to participate in our own healing. You got to participate in your own healing. There are times he said, stretch it out. The man could have said, I can't stretch it out. He could have said that. But this man was obedient to stand. This man was obedient to stretch out his hand. He didn't say, I can't do that. He just started stretching it out. And the Bible says his hand became fully restored. You're talking about some, see, if they'd have had a Hammond B3 organ, they'd start playing some shouting music. I tell you what, that man shouted. I tell you, that man was excited. Nobody else, but the Pharisees wasn't happy, but that man got a victory. That man was healed. That man started shouting. That man started saying, oh, yes, I was glad when they said unto me, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. I guarantee you, he clapped his hands. I guarantee you, he raised his hands up. Nobody had to say, lift up your hands and praise the Lord. I bet you he said, oh, glory to God. Here's a question. What is it that you need to stretch out today? This man was not able to be as productive as he could have been because of the withered hand. He couldn't do all that he needed to do. He, he couldn't do all that he could have done because his hand was withered and he just was operating on just a percentage of his ability. There are a lot of believers that's operating on a percentage of your ability because you got some stuff that needs to be stretched out. See, there's more than just a withered hand. There may be a withered heart from hurt and pain and all the things that you've had in your experience. So what's keeping you from being productive in the kingdom of God? Is it a physical condition? Jesus restores. Is it your mind that needs to be stretched because of the fear that's going on or worry or anxiety? Jesus still restores. Stretch it out. What about your finances? You just stay in a financial bind all the time. You need the Lord's help to be disciplined or open a door for you. You need to stretch it out. 
What about your life? You may feel like your life is empty. Your life is without hope. You don't have a future. You just feel like you're just going through the motions of life. You need to bring it to the Lord and stretch it out. He's able to meet your need. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know whether you've had a failed marriage or an abortion in the past that just keep haunting you. I don't know if you're still dealing with drugs or alcohol or, or gambling or pornography. I don't know if you just have fear. You're just waking up. Some people are in a depression. You just can't seem to, to get out of that dark cloud that's riding over you. Well, I'll tell you what, the Lord is in the church today. If you would read the rest of that passage, it would say, many followed him, and he healed all their sick, everybody that followed him. I'm going to pray today. The first thing that you need to stretch out is your life. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you just never made a commitment to him, you need to stretch your life out and say, Lord, I want you to take my life. I don't know where you are in your walk with the Lord. You may, uh, may have never come to know him, but he's here today to take your life and to turn you into a vibrant, productive person. Jesus says, I've come to give you life and life more abundant. That's the abundant, full life of, of joy and, and the life that's, that you can say, you know, this is really living now. You may just have a weight on your life, and you just can't figure out what that is, and I can't get this weight off of my life. I'm, I know there's something else for me. I just can't seem to figure out what it is. Your life will never have fulfillment until you give it to the Lord who brought you here for a particular purpose. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I think you're talking to me. I need to make that decision. Will you make a decision today to invite Jesus Christ into your life? Here's what I'm going to do. We're going to pray. If you're making that decision today to invite Jesus Christ into your life, we're going to pray, and I want you to invite him into your life, and then we're going to have our prayer team come up, and then we're going to pray for everyone that needs to stretch something out today. And let's believe God's going to move in your behalf. Will you join me as we pray? Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who came to save us who came to redeem us by his blood on Calvary. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving my sin, washing my heart. I invite you, Lord, to come into my life, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, to guide my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, and I'm ready to follow you. And I receive it now by faith. In the name of Jesus. How many times have we been in a church service and it was only for the service of the church? The service was about our programs and our schedules and not so much about people. Today's message is to encourage us to be the church that God wants us to be and not just go through the rituals of having a church service. This is Pastor Jerry G. Martin, and I certainly hope that you've enjoyed today's broadcast as we have brought you this message to encourage you to look out on the harvest field because the field is ripe unto harvest, and every able-bodied believer 
should be called and engaged in reaching people for Jesus Christ. I want to take just a moment to invite you to join us for our Sunday services. You can do so online as we do a live streaming each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. At the moment, we're still meeting in person at our church, which is located at 16161 Old Humble Road, right in Humble, Texas. Our Sunday morning services are at 10. Come and join us and allow the Lord to enrich your life as well. We have safety protocols in place, social distancing, and we are wearing our mask. I'd also like to share with you that our Bible bookstore, The Beacon, is open to the public on our campus. If you have a need for Bibles, books, or Sunday school materials, or communion supplies, offering envelopes, or whatever you need for your Christian enjoyment and enrichment, call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. That's 281-441-2885. And for more information about our church and services, call us at 281-964-1393. Now for the light of the world, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.